Hey Internet, welcome back. Uh, if you've been with us on this journey, if you haven't, welcome for the first time. Uh, this is Kent and Chris in Kenter at Your Own Risk, episode number 13, in which we discuss a quatrain of movies that we picked for each other to watch and review over the last month and a half. Kent, I hope you're still doing good. I am. No, I'm pretty pissed off because I completely forgot to list Candyman in top horror film endings, and I'm sitting here just super fly pissed off, angry at myself because I must have accidentally deleted it because it was at the top of my list at one point. So if anybody listened to episode 12, uh, just know that I meant to say Candyman, but, you know, it, it happens, I guess. I meant I meant to add in Kevin in the Woods too, but I'm not quite as pissed at myself as Kent is. I mean, Candyman was like the greatest horror film made in 1992, and I mean, nine deuce, you know. So, much I, I have to throw up that yes, it scared the shit out of me when I was a fucking 13 year old. So, yeah. So, other than that, though, I am just peachy. I'm semi-excited looking forward to this conversation because I just watched these two movies today. Uh, that way I actually could speak knowledgeably about it. So, Well, yeah. Kent, I am willing to start wherever you want to in one of the four. Let's, let's start off with... I I, I want to I I here's what I want to do I want to go Sentinel Wolfen then Frontiers and we'll finish with Split Second How about we do that That sounds good to me All right Let's have fun <laughs> All right So the Sentinel had an amazing cast uh, decent plot and a premise that I think as you put last last podcast uh, deserves a remake. And then for some reason in the execution, it just seemed like everything fell apart. Um, you know, you said it was slow, which I don't necessarily have a problem with because I think a lot of slow burns actually work out really well in horror. Like I would say, uh, hereditary was a slow burn through, through most of it. Uh, the witch had a lot of slow sections, but, I think they both ended up succeeding very well. Um, another part of my problem with the Sentinel is just how dated it is. You know, there are older horror movies that can exist independent of the year or even the decade that they're in, and that one was not one of them. Uh, I mean, the just the film stock that they used was so typical of that era. Um, the way the montages worked, the music the like the piano overtones when they attempted to do something scary although like for me there just weren't very many scary sequences up until, until you get to the end but it was almost too little too late uh, yeah i wouldn't even say that there was much of anything i i did find a the oddness of beverly d'angelo and her the masturbation scene <laughs> yeah, that that like it wasn't scary. At least it you just, gave me that. Oh yeah, card. Yeah, I did. I mean, and she looked amazing back then. So, uh, yeah, it plus was, it reminded like I don't know if you necessarily got that, but I had a lot of like feelings of like something from like Fellini as I was watching this, almost like like an Italian or French 
attitude had come over, but an American had tried to throw them into his movie? I mean, obviously I thought about that ahead of time, Chris. That's why I gave you a French film as the other one. Obviously, that oui, was oui. my intention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I really, I was curious because I've never had a conversation with anybody about the Sentinel. Like, because nobody I know has seen it, and it's a unique movie. It, it's very unique, and it has people that at least you know. Like, I thought it Burgess Meredith was fucking great. a ton of people. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Goldblum, Christopher Walken, Burgess Meredith, Beverly D'Angelo, Chris Sarandon, uh, Jose Ferrar. I was, I was just looking at the cast. I'm like, holy shit, this fucking cast is stacked. And then it was just like super flat. That was that was pro. My problem was probably that could be summarized as this: there was so much potential in the movie that it did not attain. No, there, there. It was impossible. Like, if you, when I looked at the cast and then I watched, I was like, I had such high expectations, but the reality is, Walken was young, Beverly was young, and like, the the plot was just a little too slow. And on the on the other hand, though, you sit there and you think. If they modernize it and they kind of go bang, bang, bang and go just a little bit creepier with its reach, that could have a lot of potential. To tie in to some of what we talked about in last episode, episode 12, I really think if they did something similar to like the devil's advocate treatment for this, it could work. You know, not Absolutely. necessarily, you know turning it into the same movie, but that kind of, where you don't need to, like, a lot of people, if they modernize it now, would just throw action scenes or fucking some stupid shit in there, but if you just made it, you know, flow a little better, added, like you said, some tension, some creepy scenes that were not there in this, you know, it would have worked. Although, yeah. seeing, seeing her dad naked was pretty fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. It was. You know, and the idea is there. It's the first, gosh, would you say the first half hour or so just drags? It it wanted to be a character building session without actually building any characters. Agreed. And like the the one major crime, I think, that we never really got to see is they didn't really ever have her interact with the priest at all. That's a very good point. You're, yeah, it's it's a shame, really. Like, it's a shame because, in hindsight, we can see things that would have been, you know, would have been nice, but it just didn't happen. So, did that did that come out before or after Rosemary's Baby? Oh goodness, Rosemary's Baby. I want to say was right around. I keep on saying 1974, but that's okay. Rosemary's Baby was 68. So okay, yeah, way after. Yeah, I mean, because you uh, could definitely feel like uh, hints of you know that was kind of what they wanted to. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby. If you think about it, that movie, that movie's fifty-one years old now, right? Like sixty-eight. That um, oh, yeah. like that movie still fucking holds up fifty years later. That's incredible for a horror film. Uh, the Sentinel obviously is nowhere near in that league. It just isn't. There's. N yeah, I would. I would straight up agree with everything you said, a hundred percent. 
<laughs> right there. Uh, Rosemary's Baby is just one of those movies that everybody lo- really likes it, if not loves it, but I still somehow feel it goes underappreciated in some way. Yeah, I would. Uh, part of it is because of the whole satanic thing, and when, uh, what, nine years later, The Exorcist came out, that kind of eclipsed it as like the number one kind of satanic horror movie, I think, yeah. in my opinion. Not to mention, I think it is kind of a slow burn, and so something like The Omen, which was a little quicker paced, got, gets a little more props, I think, than Rosemary's Baby does. But it also might be because we're dudes and we don't see, you know, like the isolation as much as like a, a woman would. You know, I can't speak for all women or for all dudes, but that's an opinion. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, equality, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it makes sense. Like different se- like sexes, the two different sexes think in two different ways. I mean, it. it it's just a viable comment. That that's all it is. I agree with you on that. Definitely. I mean, it's it's just like even if you know when when I got my wife pregnant, I wasn't the one staying home, not doing anything, not having friends, not being allowed to you know work, not being allowed to socialize to keep the baby healthy. You know that was shit my wife went through. So yeah, I could see where it would you know skew differently for somebody different. Yeah. That, that, that seems fair. Absolutely. So, overall... Back to the Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, I, overall... Would you, would you say that it was probably okay for its time, or do you just look at it as a missed opportunity? Uh, you know, I, I think it had a lot of potential, but I just don't think it lived up to it. And unfortunately for me right now, like I said, there's so so many things that date it that I, you know, I I can't look at it and say this would would have been a classic even back in the day because I don't think it would have. But I do think it is ripe for a remake. So if Hollywood wants to pay attention to this, have at it. And while you're at it, cast Christopher Walken in the Burgess Meredith role. Just have a little tie-in. Although I do have to say this was. And maybe maybe there hasn't been another movie. Is this the only movie that Jeff Goldblum and Christopher Walken were in together? Oh, gosh, there's a really good chance of that being true. Yeah, I I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Otherwise, so. Oh shit! I forgot about Tom Berenger being in it and William Hickey back to back freaking oh, yeah. podcast with William Hickey. God damn, that makes me happy. Oh, Richard Dreyfus, uncredited man on sidewalk. <laughs> I love. Uh, I I guess they were in Annie Hall together, which I didn't think about. Yes, and Man of the Year, and another one called Next Stop Greenwich Village. So the four. Hmm. Well, son of a bitch. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on Sentinel, or you want to just move along? Uh, I'm glad I watched it to, you know, broaden my stuff. I, it had seemed like a familiar story, but I don't think it was one that I had watched back in the day, and I just didn't remember. Uh, that being said, I'll never probably watch it again by choice. Yeah, I regret spending $5 on it, because 
if I spend five dollars on some on a movie, I want to at least want to watch it twice, if not three times, and I'm never I'm never going to go back and watch it. I would have regretted spending five dollars on it. I wouldn't have regretted spending three ninety nine on it. Yeah, I I can. Wow. You're right, though. That dollar makes a difference for some reason. Even though it's just a dollar, it makes a difference, and I agree with you. <laughs> it it does. I haven't bought a movie for three ninety nine in a long time either. So, um, uh, actually, there was just a few uh, earlier this year. Whatever, I can go on about the ridiculous. Voodoo recently just had a sale of like three movies for five bucks. I was like. All right, I got Stir of Echoes and Cube. Those were two of them. Stir of Echoes. I don't know if I would have placed that in my top um, endings, but I fucking love that movie. That was one that like got completely overshadowed by The Sixth Sense being something similar to it and did not deserve it. Did not deserve it. Stir of Echoes was a better film overall, and I've argued with people... <laughs> like so much over this I'm like how, how everything about Stir of Echoes was just better like it just the story the acting uh, the acting okay if you really want to make the argument the acting was probably about on par with each other and that's about the concession I'm willing to give that's about it like yeah I, I don't know. I'd agree with you I mean I love that fucking movie yeah. anyways yes uh, hit me up with Wolfen because I'm dying to know how it stands up to the test of memory and nostalgia. Okay, so I'm cringing. I've been cringing. This is the one thing I've been cringing uh, about yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Um, because I, I say that I cringe because when you text me, I think last week, and you were saying you were telling me like how. Sl- like your thoughts on the Sentinel as you were watching or after you finished watching it. Was it like word for word what you were thinking watching? Wolfen? I was like, holy shit, this is co- exactly how I feel with Wolfen and I felt bad about it. And it's funny because both have really incredible casts. And like, I'm a huge fan of Edward James almost. And it's funny, like how old he looks. And he was only like 32 when this film was made. And he looked old as fuck even he, here. He looks as old as he does now, doesn't he? It, yeah. Like, it's incredible. With that being said, I need to caution and say that I absolutely plan on watching this a second time because earlier in the day, a lot of random things kept popping up while I was watching it. So it took me out of the mood many times to the point where, have you ever been watching a movie and all of a sudden you're like halfway through and you're like, it's not the movie. I'm just not in the mood to watch a movie. Funnily enough, that happens to me a lot with porn, but yes, I've, I've had that happen to me with movies Yeah, but too. usually with porn, something happens to cause that. But with that being said, like that's where I was at, and I was like, I feel bad because it no, wasn't like No, it was I mean, it's, it's been a long time, and you know, again, it, was, it hit the list of you know, things that would be worthy of a remake, but like, I didn't remember, you know, I want to say the last time I probably saw it was like 1988 or 89. So, yeah, it could have been completely nostalgia, coloring any kind of memory I had of the fucking movie. So, Well, Albert Finney was awesome in this, as was Gregory Hines. I really liked Gregory Hines. Um, didn't get a ton of Reginald Val Johnson, better known as Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Um, 
Tom Noonan, I'm a huge fan of him ever since Monster Squad. Um, it was like, it had a really solid freaking cast. And, and you know, I didn't know that Albert Finney died just this year. Made me sad. Um, I was a huge fan of him in Big Fish. Um, with, with all that being said, like, the plot was there. It was a really good take on the werewolf idea. Um, I, I think Edward James almost was the star, uh, star performer in this. Um, and, like, the opening was pretty good, like, with, with the... I don't know the. I don't know if they were well to do or what. The Vanderveer couple, um, her doing some cocaine that was solid. Uh, there was enough there to like. It was more my mood, and all the things, dude. It took me almost four hours to watch an hour and forty-five minute movie. That's how bad things were happening for me. So that's why I don't feel like anything I'm saying is entirely fair. Oh well, I mean, shit. You're you're one up on me because again, like I said, it's been probably thirty years since I watched it. So uh, anything that you say has to be taken with a grain of salt. Also, goddamn, not an easy movie to fucking find. Oh yeah, dude, that's like sometimes it's it's hard to like choose shit for uh, you and me to watch because of the scarcity of like stuff I'd like to fucking talk about. You know, sure. like, like last episode when I talked about the Children's of Twilight. You know, yeah, good luck trying to fucking find a copy of that somewhere. Yeah, I'm probably going to have a really bad time. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to try, because, like I said, I have it on my uh, notepad document right now. A uh, very short list of things, and that's on there, so, yeah. <laughs> I t- You know what? I, sorry, i got to fucking correct myself. Uh... Let me make sure I got this right. Uh, you know, Servants of Twilight, not Children of Twilight. You've been fucking looking for a long time to try to find Children of Twilight. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. So, Servants of Twilight. Oh, Is it the hey, Servants or just Servants? Servants of Twilight. You can find it on Prime. But you have to... I mean, it's one of the ones you can rent or buy. But, yeah. Well, as long as yeah. it's on Prime, I'm sold. Like that'll, that'll be easy enough. As long as there's a way to actually fucking watch it, um, that that's the hard part, really. Sometimes. So. Yeah, that would have been a lot. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, I, I I wish I wish I had more positive things to say i don't have negative things to say other than i did feel it was a slower movie uh, the editing could have trimmed about 15 minutes how how bad was the um the special effects in regards to like the wolf vision wolf vision wasn't bad um i was taken aback by how uh nude edward james almost was for a while um <laughs> but actually the special effects while cheesy I felt completely at home with because I'm a, such a fan of like that era of horror that, you know, it's, w- we've seen worse in the nineties. We've seen far worse shit, you know, in the nineties as far as special effects. So this wasn't, I don't know. It didn't bother me. I actually thought it added to it. If I'm being honest, that's a discussion for another day, but, uh, you know, how the evolution of special effects has actually changed how we view horror movies. Oh, absolutely. 
But, uh, okay. Um, I don't really have anything to add, but... Uh, All right. Frontiers. Yeah. Now, question. Do you think it's Frontier or Frontiers? Like, what's up with the, the parentheses S? Well, uh, you know, I would have to say, what is the actual French title? Do they have the apostrophe or the parentheses in the French title? Uh, I believe so. I will look that up while you're talking, though. So, yeah. Uh, wow. This was fucking brutal. <laughs> Completely. Um, Very different film than the same. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. It was a completely different genre, if I want to be, be completely honest. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Uh, I liked it. But uh, I guess my, my biggest problem with the movie was, like, I found it hard to have anybody to root for. Because all of the characters were just completely repulsive and fucking disgusting like the victims were such fucking assholes you almost wanted to cheer when they died and yet like the people killing them you know it wasn't like you could almost sort of root for them like you could with like devil's rejects it's like these guys were fucking nazi cannibals i mean like what the fuck was going on there would Uh, you would you at least say all right i here, I, I would like to know, what's your opinion on the girl that decided to stay with her children? Uh, you know, I, I... I wanted to feel pity for her, but then she turned out to be, like, you know, blow the fucking dude's head off, and yet didn't want to, you know, escape from her fucking bondage to, uh... you know, inbred fucking mutant children. So, yeah, I... Yeah, she was interesting, but not necessarily, like, likable. Yeah, I want to say that, like, the main girl wasn't, like, unlikable. She was just, like, the least developed character in the movie, so. Interesting that she was, like, quote-unquote probably the main character, but there was nothing of interest aside from, like, the opening five minutes where they had this whole thing about... I don't know, rioting over an election or some shit, which I don't know if that even helped in any way. Like, couldn't they have just started off in like, yeah, we got four people that are heading to a, f- that need to get out away of, I don't know. Well, I mean, it was, it was almost like they needed a reason to have them having to leave Paris on top of the reason of them just committed the crime, the heist and having to leave Paris. I mean, I, I don't know how much of that actually happened. I mean, like, one of the lines in the movie is, you know, this is United... We're, you were turning into America ten years ago. So, uh... You know, obviously there was some political commentary there, but not having lived in France at the time, I can't speak to, you know, whether this was, you know, something actually happening in the country or something that was just potentially happening. Um, by no means was it a... a a poorly made movie and it had some fucking amazingly gory fucking shots and special effects going on. And then there were times when I had to remind myself, okay, this is a French movie, you know, some of the sensibilities are going to be different, especially in regards to like violence towards the women. Yeah. I I really feel like if it had been made in America, especially at the time, there would have been a lot less that we would have witnessed. Um, Well, yeah, if you've seen 
I, which I don't know if you have, but if you've seen Martyrs and oh, yeah. then saw what America did with Martyrs. I've never seen the American version. I've seen the, the original. Don't, so. don't watch the American because everything you just said is even amplified worse in how little they, they just kind of did away with the whole idea that the original had, basically. So didn't make the exact same movie. <laughs> gotcha. One of the the interesting things for this movie for me is I, have you ever seen Brotherhood of the Wolf? No. That is one of my favorite movies ever, and uh, the guy who played Gutz or Gutz or Gutz. Yes, this, my favorite guy. He's the fucking main main hero in that one. So, really? Yeah. I, while I watched it, I kept call I call him the French Triple H. He does. You know, well, yeah. he definitely, he was really bulked up in this compared to the other one. Although he wasn't like a little dude in that. But yeah, he definitely really looked like Triple H in this. Like, I was like, that fucking mustache really, mustache with the almost goatee thing really made him look like that. I was like, holy shit, yeah. That's writing it for him to do, you know, like a Degeneration X fucking shit. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, the... I, at one point, I turned to myself. I was like, "Note to self: Ask Kent if you think they would have murdered all these guys if they hadn't, you know, insulted them and fucking." And then, I, you know, later on in the movie, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, they would have fucking straight up murdered those guys and fucking still done that shit." Um, yeah, Tom yeah. fucking. Tom, you know what though? I don't know. I'm. I question it. Yeah, I, at the end because I mean we saw how many bodies were still there, but Tom. I think Tom exasperated that so oh, much. Oh, definitely, worse. yeah. Like, what a dick. <laughs> I like, and then my question, like, when she's talking to Tom on the phone, it almost seemed like, did you get the feeling that like maybe she and Tom had a thing going on, and like, um, yes, yeah, okay, yes, uh, yeah, I got that feeling. I mean, really, aside from the father. Um, I can't remember his name anymore. Like, Tom has to be the second worst character, in my opinion, in that movie. Like, he is such a dick. Uh, I, I don't know. Every time I watch it, and, like, I kind of feel bad for Fareed, except, like, he tries to stick up for Tom, and I, I get it, because, you know, he's the only person there at the moment that he knows. But still, at some point, like, I would just be like, no, nah, I'm distancing myself from this dickhead, because... He's going to get me killed, which is, you know, what happened. Fair enough. Like, now, I started thinking to myself, and this is the question I told you I had uh, when we were doing the last podcast, and I wanted to bring up in this one. Like, I don't care how remote you are. Like, there were like 60 fucking bodies in that fucking freezer, cellar, corpse disposal larger whatever you want to call it just hanging up yeah and they're cannibals so you know they're fucking eating more than just those dudes so like how do you fucking kill that many people and not have some kind of investigation going on into like your family how are they getting a hold of that many people like i i get that yeah okay we're we're running a hostel or a hotel in the area and that you know people are going to be coming through, you know, going back and forth over the border. But still, like, you have, like, 60 fucking people disappear in a small area like that. I don't care who the fuck you are. They're going to be fucking combing the woods at that point. 
asked my mom this question. She's like, well, what if they're homeless? I'm like, you have that many homeless people disappear from an area. You know, the ones who are still alive are going to be going to the cops. And if the cops fucking are like, oh, no, fucking, we're not going to investigate 60 people disappearing. I'm like, well, that's kind of a stretch in the first place. You know, even Do you if think that was why they did the whole thing in the beginning with the political uproar? Maybe like they could be like, well, there's so much political uproar, blah, 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 that nobody was paying attention? Like, I know that's a stupid thing, but do you think that could possibly be an explanation they would offer? I don't know. I mean, just in general, I'm asking. Because even, even, you know, things like, uh, you know, um, House of a Thousand Corpses, I didn't get, like, the impression that there were, like, that many hundreds of people who had fucking disappeared from that area. You know what I mean? I felt like it would have been a smaller number. Right, yeah. Sometimes shit like this, it, there's, there was a ton to fucking nitpick. Now I consider this nitpicking. This is a straight-up legit, like question concern because it doesn't make sense i mean i'm just it was just curious it didn't take me out of the movie until afterwards but i mean you know if, if we look at that about the uh the political strife then you know it almost felt to me like you know when she leaves at the end she rolls down the road like a mile and there's the fucking cop set up in a fucking roadblock waiting for her because she fucking robbed a bank i want to be like yeah that's a fucking kind of a slight difference in fucking scope here guys I, I found that that was one of my bigger issues I had with the movie. Um, hell, I'm pretty sure when I wrote the blog, I, I kind of complained about the fact that the cops were just setting up a roadblock over that. Like, if I recall correctly, they didn't even steal, like, I mean, they stole a chunk of money, but it wasn't like, it's like a heist hundred, of the century. Yeah, it's like 150000 or something, they said. You know, yeah. Like,. The police had far more pressing concerns at that moment than setting up that roadblock on some random whim. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, more like they just needed a way to end the movie. But yeah, no, it was, it was, it was interesting. I mean, it was like basically a French version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, which is what I try to tell people. I'm like, it's like a bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, a little bit of House of a Thousand Corpses, which is basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, it's that type of movie. I have a question for you, because this was a hotly debated topic at my house last week or the week before. Go ahead. Uh, I showed my friends this, and they took severe umbrage with how Yasmin... um, how she walked around almost like she was in the thriller video. They thought that she was completely overacting it. And in my opinion, I I argued that she had such severe PTSD that I I think she was just so fucked up in the head. Like I I, I didn't find it completely unreasonable that she'd be moving in, in that way because everything that she witnessed and then gone through, I'm like, Shit happens in your fucking head that causes you to do weird things. Did you find that to be over the top? Like, am I just being a freaking idiot for saying yeah, that? I, I don't. I don't think she was over the top in anything. I would have said she was probably more fucking subdued than I would have expected from you know a person going through that shit. Yeah, like, and, and then like in the car, you know, she was screaming, which is completely reasonable. And I'm like, everything that she did was kind of reasonable. I'm looking at my friends like, you guys have never been through, like, one one-hundredth of what this bitch just went through. So, uh, you know, it's tough for, you know, people like us. Like, yeah, well, shit, I mean, you've at least been in fucking, what, mil- uh, Iraq? 
was it? Yeah, it was a wreck. Yeah, I mean, I went through some shit, and I know my fucking mind glosses over a lot of the stuff I experienced just because, you know, it doesn't want to process it on a daily basis. So, yeah, I mean, imagine going through something much more personal and, you know, fucking horrible than anything I went through, you know, where it was, you know, they were trying to kill me, but it wasn't, you know, like, because I was me, you know, and they weren't, you know, it was just because I was the enemy. Right, yeah, I, I don't know. It really, dude, it was like a fucking 20 to 30 minute debate, which just ended with, like, <laughs> argument and insults. We acted like children. It, it's okay. We're in our 30s, and we're still acting like children. But that's okay. Like, I don't know, it was just uh, a hotly debated topic. I mean, shit, you and I fucking make how many Russ's mom jokes on this fucking blog? <laughs> podcast it's not a day until russ's mom has been brought up okay like uh as i as i've said numerous times there are people that make russ's mom's jokes that don't even know who the fuck russ is so (laughs) like i don't know kudos to to that joke still going still going strong um no i mean to to put it in perspective i would have put on my my rating scale Sentinel would have been probably like a 2.8 to a 3.2. And this was probably somewhere around like a 7.7 to an 8. Wow, okay. I didn't expect you to rate it that high, but I'm happy. I mean, that. it's it's not something that I would like to rewatch over and over and over again because it was pretty fucking gross. But, you know, it wasn't. I'm definitely glad I watched it. I've seen it three times now, and... Each time I do feel like I, I pick up a little bit more, and that's what it was. I was just telling my buddy Ron, I'm like, I recently saw something that I would put up against the the death of Lori Holden in Silent Hill when she's on the cross and gets lowered into the flame and slowly burns. The when Fareed was put in that fucking steam room or whatever, I'm like. Oh my god, that is one of the worst things like of all torture I've ever seen in a horror movie. That has to be like top 10 for me. Like they just Dude, you could tell it's fucked up when it fucks up the person doing it. Yeah. Like it was fucked up and I like You know what the worst for me was and I, I realized something about myself when they were fucking crawling through that fucking tunnel. I'm like I don't really feel claustrophobic. But I never want to be in that kind of situation. When he's like, I'm stuck and I'm sitting there like, oh my fucking... Like, everything about this film, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm fucked at the very beginning, no matter... At least some movies, I could sit there and be like, well, I may have had a chance if I'd done this, this, or this. This movie, I'm like, no. I I wouldn't have survived any ounce of anything that went on here. Just, oh, fuck, man. It, It was a tough movie, and I'm I'm... I love movies like this. Like I know that makes me a sick individual, but I do like this. I like to see though the creativity, like how they filmed the crawling scene, because you know I've seen crawling scenes where I'm just kind of dismiss it. This made me feel like I was right there, and like I could feel the tightness. Like they did a really good job with it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was a, a great movie overall, but the only, one movie I remember of the crawling scene that made me feel like this was. Um as above, so below. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I know exactly uh, that there was 
that was actually one of the most redeemable parts of that whole movie. I didn't really care for the movie in general, but yes, I would agree with you. On it that. was it was marketed as something that it wasn't. It was no, it was it wasn't a bad movie. It was just they made you think it was going to be one thing, and then you watch it, and you're like, okay, that was basically nowhere what it, near what it was fucking like. Exactly, but yeah, I mean this this movie martyrs inside and. Eden Lake was not French, I don't think. It was European, but I don't think it was French. But I mean, all that stuff in high tension or haute tension, whatever, well, all came ga- out. They gave it a fucking new name now. What the fuck are they calling it? High tension? Yeah, they. It's, they I saw they have it listed under something else now. I, I saw it twice when I was looking up the fucking shit for this month's podcast. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. I see Haute Tension, which would be the f- French version. I don't know. They had it listed under another name. I fucking, I'll find it eventually, and it'll be way after we're talking to each other. So, Dude, I'm looking up. I'm, I'm on the page for High Tension, and more like this. It is Inside Martyrs Frontiers, Eden Lake, Wolf Creek, which was Australian, and The Hills Have Eyes remake, which... I guess I get why it's there, but that one just sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the other five, I guess. Yes. So, but, alright, cool. I'm glad that you at least didn't hate it. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So, that leaves me to go with Split Second that I watched watched it right around 6 o'clock, so about 8 hours ago. This one is such a guilty pleasure for me. Alright, so I watched this with my buddy Ron, uh, and we, we, we have questions. Um, so, it, it was the spirit of the 80s. It tried to take like, like some Terminator shit, like one of the last character, uh, one of the characters' last names was McLean. There was, uh, oh, shit, there were, like, there was a lot of cool, like, nods to the 80s, down to, like, the monster had, like, a xenomorph mouth. Um, and while it wasn't horror, there was, like, this cool... It was 80s action, although it was made in 92, which, you know, Terminator 2 came out in 91, so, you know, it's still in that era, if you will. Um, Rucker Howard just comes up with some ridiculous lines... Um, and Detective, shit, what the fuck, Detective Dick Durkin. I fucking love that guy. He is the MVP of that film, um, with, with, with one exception. Um, one of my all-time favorite, quote-unquote, those guys was in it, um, uh, Michael J. Pollard, who played the Rat Catcher. Uh, he always has like a little bit of a high pitched voice. He was only in the film for what five minutes, but I love that guy as an actor. And then <laughs> Pete Postlethwaite, I believe is how you pronounce. It. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, that was a, but, one of the first things I saw him in. Yeah, like I mean, he's you know unmistakable. Uh, there, there was just a lot of cool people in it that uh, you know you could get behind if you know the era. Um, I did not like Kim Cattrall at all, uh, but I never do. Like, I've never liked her in anything. 
Um, so it wasn't a surprise. I mean, she even showed her tits, and I was still like, nah. So I just don't like Kim Cattrall. But she wasn't, I mean, she didn't hurt the movie by any means. Um, yeah, I, I really feel that she was just kind of like a, a like it could have been played by any one of a number of 90s actresses, and it still would have been. I mean, that, that's been Hollywood for how yeah. long? Basically, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, realistically, how many, like, most female roles are so poorly written, they could be played by 30 different women. You know, it's just poor writing because women a lot of times are just there to be the chicks. So whatever. Uh, it is what it is. She did what she was there to do. I, I, is the way I look at it. Uh, my fir- I do. I want to start this off, though, with a question for you. Why the fuck's it called Split Second? I, have, did, I have no clue. Dude. There's there's a lot of really good questions about this movie because it seems like going through it, there are some plots that are started that are just dropped or some things that you know make sense in one way and don't make sense in another scene. But overall, I, I liked the aesthetic. I liked the movie. I thought there were some fucking really cool things going on. But yeah, like I have no idea. Split. Oh, you know what? I remember reading somewhere along... like they had like an, a working name for it and it didn't work out. So split second was like a last minute decision. <laughs> it was, that sounds almost like a split second decision. Jesus. Like, Oh, I love all the Harley Davidson stuff going on. Um, I, there was, it was entertaining. And yet I sat there and I, I sat around, I'm like, why in the world did this get recommended to me? Not by just one person, but by multiple people. Like, if you think about it, like, it's kind of just a weird movie that would have been recommended to me by multiple people. Like, it's just an odd coincidence that this happened. I'm not mad about it. I enjoyed it. I'd probably watch this again because we were laughing our asses off. And we already have, like, a drinking game in mind for, like... We need bigger fucking guns! Yeah. Fuck, man. And I'm just sitting there like, Jesus, is he going to get himself a grenade launcher? Come on, please. Like, just waiting, hoping for it. Uh, I still don't understand what the fuck that monster was. Was it meant to be an alien? <laughs> the devil? I don't. You know, at one point it seems like they're saying that he's a shape changer and he, he can pass as human because, like, he's watching him while he's in the bar. But then, you know, the dude's got... Oh, his bite would have to be, like, this large, you know? <laughs> It's I'm like, funny, though. I'm pretty sure, like, Venom shows up in the bar. People are going to know he's fucking Venom. He's <laughs> I said that. it was Venom the Xenomorph, yes. And it's funny, though. The two movies you picked, you just said Shapeshifter, and that was something that was brought up in Wolfen, was that Edward James almost was a shapeshifter. So I was like, ah, well, there, I could tie those two movies together. Um, <laughs> I found the title. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go for it. Tell me. And... In Britain, it's called Switchblade Romance instead of High Tension. Is there a Switchblade in the movie? I don't think so. I think it was just one of those things where they changed the, the title when they released it in a different country. Uh, also, I, I must applaud... Um, there was two things that really cracked me up about like the whole flooding thing was that obviously like on some of the busier city streets that they filmed on, there was no flooding whatsoever. They, like The road was slightly wet. But, like, anything that they could close off and, you know, flood with some sandbags or whatever, they cl- clearly did. And I was like, well, 
I'm not nitpicking. I just found that funny. And then, like, at the end, they keep talking about the fucking water table. And I'm, I just took a drink every time they said water table because <laughs> it was cracking me up. Uh, I don't know. And we were trying to figure out, like, the whole deal with the chocolates early on, like, because the chocolates were stuck on the fridge. And we're like, what the fuck's going on with this? And, and like, his obsession with chocolates and coffee. There's just so many stories silly nuances to it that I, you can't sit there and watch it and be like I had a bad time I hated they, it like, you know it was like one of the last movies I heard a critic say this where like they let Rucker Hauer just fucking do Rucker Hauer things and he fucking ran with it yeah I would agree with that and like this is a movie that cannot be remade like right like it can't be remade I you know I I don't know how they would do it like they they would jettison, have to jettison so much to add in different stuff that it you know the only way they would be able to remake it would be if they clarified a whole bunch of shit and in the same way I think they would try to make it more serious and end up losing a lot of the comedy that that makes part of it work you know right yeah they they would try to offer answers to all my questions which I don't need it. I mean, I'm fine asking the questions. I don't need the answers because at the end, uh, at the end of the movie, I'm still sitting there smiling and having a good time. Like even the music, especially in the beginning, was very Terminator esque at, at times, right? Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> not to mention that like I love Knights in White Satin and like the use of that as like the uh, melancholy slash emotional theme really worked for me on on a level, you know, in that. Yeah, yeah, it was just an. I, I'm definitely of, of the mindset that I I'm waiting for it to show up on like Voodoo on sale for five bucks because I'll buy it. That that's where I'm at. I'm I I'm not upset that I watched it. I regret that I put off watching it for this long, but yeah, I, I'm I, I liked it. I had a good time. It this was a. I was so worried after Wolf, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't handle another movie that just, I can't get through. And this one had zero problem getting through. So. Sweet. Yeah. Now, before we reveal what the movies are for this coming, for the next podcast, I want to just briefly touch on a few movies that I recently watched, and just, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel it's nice that, you know, we do watch movies other than things that were assigned, quote unquote. And like, I don't know, like with my mom being in the hospital, I just kind of finally got back into watching some movies and I wasn't sure if you'd seen any of the ones I just recently watched. So I'm just throwing a few names out there just to, I'm curious if you've seen or heard anything about these. Um, we talked about escape room in the previous podcast. You haven't seen it yet. I'm encouraging it. Um, Pet Cemetery. That's on my list to watch, but no, I haven't seen it yet. I wanted to talk. I, I do want to talk about Pet Cemetery next podcast. I that that'd be a good topic for us. Just all right, I'll hit that okay. one up. Um, I, I'm positive that you did not watch Midget Zombie Takeover on Amazon. Uh, um, you would be correct. <laughs> but my goodness, I got about 15 minutes through, and I was like. I'm going to watch this some other time when I'm when I need to pick me up because it is 
bottom of the barrel bad and amazing at the same time. So, yeah. Um, but here are three movies, though. There's three other movies. Um, Braid. Have you heard anything about Braid? I have not, no. Um, it's on Amazon Prime right now for people with Amazon Prime. It's free to watch. Um, and judging by the trailer, if you if you have the time, I would recommend watching the trailer like on YouTube or whatever for the movie. And you know, let that determine if it's something that you want to see. But I think the trailer might lead you to be intrigued enough to want to watch it. And I don't want to say much about it other than it's like a movie about three women that have three rules while playing this game. And it kind of plays out in a very unique way. Um, it's only like 84 minutes long. It's a short movie. Um, I'm, it's another movie I'd love to get your opinion on sometime this year if you ever get around to watching it, basically. Sure, because actually I'm a big Scott Cohen fan, so... Okay. That's so funny because as I was watching, I'm like, well, what the fuck guy is going to be Scott Cohen? And I'm like, is it this guy? Is it this guy? By the time I finally got to the third man in the movie, it was Scott Cohen. So, um, Next up, a movie called Mayhem. Have you heard of this? Uh, possibly. It starts- oh, yes. Yes, I have heard of it. I have not seen it yet. But... um. I remember, didn't it come out right around the same time the Belco experiment did? I think so, and it's they better were, than they were comparing Belko. it to each other. Yeah, uh, Belco experiment really wasn't that good. I, I even even though it had fucking Michael Rooker, who I'm a huge fan of, he did had such a small role. It didn't matter. Um, this was headlined by Stephen Yun of uh, Walking Dead fame. He was Glenn, and it has Hugo Weaving's niece. I can't remember her was first name. Was she in that one? Oh yeah, the the babysitter, the one on where yeah. they're going to sacrifice the kid. Yeah. Um, I I thought her name's Samara Samara Weaving. I thought she was really fucking good in this. I loved her character. I loved how they wrote her character. Because um, too often I criticize how they write women characters, so. On the rare time that they do a really fucking good job, I really want to give credit. Like, they did really good with her. This had, you know, it's action comedy horror per IMDb. Um, there's a lot to really like in this. And uh, for me, like, there is a lot of interesting uh, tidbits. Uh, for instance, there's a man in the movie that walks with, like, a weird... Not like a limp, but like how verbal Kent does in Usual Suspects. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's kind of like Kevin Spacey. And then his character's name is Lester, which is Kevin Spacey's character's name in American Beauty. I'm like, that couldn't have been coincidental. Like, there's a bunch of little odd things that, as a movie fan, you may pick up on, I guess. It's on my voodoo. If you have any interest at any point, I would recommend it. I I had a lot of fun with it. It was another short movie. 86 minutes. Lots of cocaine, too. So, that's that. And finally, a movie that I'm positive that you have seen, but I just watched it again last night because I needed a $3 voodoo credit. Um, Falling Down with Michael Douglas. You've seen this?
Are you there? Chris? Have I been talking with my mute on for like the last two minutes? Oh, God. We're probably been overlapping each other, perhaps, but... Yeah, I haven't heard you in a while, so I just kind of kept yammering until I... Heard. Oh, good, because I've been out in my IMDb looking at shit, talking to you. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I was... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I uh, I saw your Facebook post, so I'm uh, falling down, and yes, I would be there. And yes, uh, I think that it's still applicable to a lot of shit going on in modern-day society. Uh, yeah, I, I already have the blog set up. If, if you would at all be interested... Yeah, I was, uh, I was saying book. to myself, I guess, that I need to re-watch it to, uh, to be able to participate. But yes, I have seen it, and yes, uh, I would be interested in performing that with you. It's on Voodoo for free. You just gotta watch the ads, which, you know... Okay, so, so you heard me talking about Mayhem? Did you? I don't know, did you? No, not at all. Oh, I, yes, I, I, I was... thought you were just completely uninterested in what I was saying, so I moved Oh, on. so I was, I, was, <laughs> I was asking, I mean, the last thing I remember asking was, uh, well, you did respond to my Belco experiment thing, and then I think you responded to the fact that I said that Samara Weaving was in The Babysitter? Yes, that was probably about the last thing I heard from Okay, you. so that might have been actually the last thing I said, because, um... So anyways, <laughs> moving on. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, Falling Down. I, if anybody hasn't ever seen it, um, it was made in, I don't even know, late or early 90s, I think. Some Michael Douglas is one of his best performances, in my opinion. It's my favorite performance of his. And it's just a... <sighs> It was an important movie then, and I feel like watching it now, I feel it's all, like still an important film in some capacity. Um, without like, I'm not trying to get preachy or anything. I just think it's an important movie. I uh, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I saw what you said, and uh, I don't think it needs to be remade. I think it st- still stands, and I think a lot of it just relates to to anybody. I think anybody could see themselves in that situation where life just fucks you to the point where you want to fucking fight back. Yeah. And, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, but I mean, you know, it, it's a it, very deep into the movie before you're like, you almost start like distancing yourself from the William character because, you know, the first hour plus like, at least in my head, I'm like, God, I'd love to live out what he just did because he's finally standing up for not necessarily the law, but like what's like socially right that, you know, the wrongs or whatever. And it was just a, I don't know, an empowering movie in some weird way. And Robert Duvall was like the perfect, like, I don't want to say antithesis because their, their characters are kind of parallel in some ways, but Robert Duvall was really great too in that yeah it was just a really good movie i mean there's there's been a lot of things that like i want to stab joel schumacher for like fucking up the batman franchise but that wasn't one of them speaking of which i just bought uh batman batman return those four i i regret that i actually paid money for uh the fourth ones but anyways i bought them on digital so i now own them Mainly for the, f- actually, I like, I even liked the, 
I liked Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman Forever was was decent, but uh, you could see like seeing where he went with Batman and Robin, you can see where the shit started going. Yep, the cracks Batman were show, yeah. forming there. Absolutely. Um, so here's a question I had for you. Okay. Sorry, sorry to derail and interrupt, but do you do you did you ever see or do you remember Jacob's Ladder? I have never seen it, and is probably been on my to-do list for about 20 plus years yeah I, it's been a long long time since i saw it and uh I, I was thinking about it recently for like movie endings because i saw that they're doing a remake of it um and that got me to thinking again kind of like with wolfen like is this one of the ones where my memories you know did my memory stand up and has the movie aged well or is this just something that I'm, you know, remembering through, like, nostalgia glasses. But since if, you've never seen it, you can't answer that question for me. So thanks a lot, Kent. I'll take a, I'll take a stab in the dark, though, and I will say this. I bet you for its time and people that remember it, it was a great movie. I think through a new set of younger eyes, it may not be good. I think through, I don't want to use the term older eyes, but, like, adult eyes, I think it's probably still going to hold up. But you know what? I'm going to let you know when we do the next podcast sometime in August because I've long needed a rhyme and reason to watch this movie and I've uh, this seems like a great reason to just say whether it held up or not. I, I, like It's been a movie that I don't know why I've put off on it. It's long. I think that's like sometimes I struggle with the idea of being like, I'm, I want to watch a movie. Oh, it's like two hours and 20 minutes or whatever. Eh, so you know you pick something else i think that's just been that that's all uh, I, I won't lie dude it wasn't an easy movie to sit through when it came you know like i remember watching it relatively around when it came out i mean i don't think i saw it right away because it was 1990 and i don't remember if like my parents would have let me watch something like that right you know as it came out but um yeah i mean it wasn't an easy movie but i remember it being a good movie. It was confusing for a young kid, too. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, and, you know, I just look at the more like this section, and I see The Fly, which is another tough movie as a kid to really to really wrap your head around. Like, it was cool as shit to see when I was young. I was like, oh my god, that's gruesome, but, like, you know, as an adult to actually understand everything, like, that's a unique movie, uh, Videodrome obviously is unique, uh, and the Mouth of Madness. Like these are all kind of complicated movies. Well, you know, I gotta say though, like looking at more like this, like I would say, none of them really anything like it. Have like, you ever I would seen say, Altered States by any chance? Because I've I often wondered, yes. are they at all similar? No. Um, no. The I would say like have you seen the jacket? No, with, with uh, Brody. Bur- yeah, that would be the closest thing I could think of to, to Jacob's ladder. Okay. Like, I don't no, I don't know if you want a summary or a synopsis or anything, but Altered States was, I mean, it, yeah, 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 kind of, yeah, not really. Okay, uh, I mean, I I really have no idea. I mean, so in in some ways, you know, they deal with like drug trips, but completely different ways. Fair enough. I, I, I actually, I've wanted to see the jacket too. I remember when it came out, people, you know, 
brought up Jacob's Ladder, but you know, I didn't. It wasn't a point of reference for me because I'd never seen it. So, um, yeah, I actually I'm kind of excited to watch this because I I don't know. Tim Robbins is a good actor. When Tim Robbins is the fucking bomb. Like, do you remember Arlington Road? Yeah, that was another one that fucked me up. It was like. I got to the end, I'm like, alright, so, wow. They just completely fucked Jeff Bridges over so badly that, like, they got away with it. And now everybody's gonna fucking thank you. I was like, wow. Tim Robbins, you fucking evil fucker. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh... Arlington Road was... Gosh, that was 99. That was right after... Short, well, a year or two after Big Lebowski... Which the the new Big Lebowski movie, well, spinoff, whatever is coming out next year, I believe. Wait, what? They're doing a Big Lebowski spinoff? Uh, it's a movie about Jesus. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, uh, John Turturro confirmed this about three months ago that he was either I think he just finished wrapping up, or he was just I know that they're wrapped up filming it and. I can't quite remember it. the word Jesus is in the title unless you know executives change it but uh yeah that shit's happening and I'm I'm excited like Big Lebowski is my all-time favorite movie so of course I'm excited Is it really your all-time favorite? Yeah, it's called The Jesus Rolls. And yes, Big Lebowski is my favorite because that is the one movie I've I've laughed at more than any other movie in my life. I have, I think I have four Big Lebowski t-shirts. I have the Man of the Year mirror. And from my TV, I have a pinky toe with green nail polish. (laughs) I can go on and on, dude. I love that movie. (laughs) Are are you a nihilist? Because you seem exhausted. (laughs) Over the fucking line. Actually, I, I just bought a Calmer Than You Are shirt. So, that was a few months ago. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Actually, I'm looking right now to see who else is in it. They got Susan Sarandon, J.B. Smoove. I'm not not seeing Walter or the dude. I wonder if they're going distance. Or they gotta have a cameo, right? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, it's got a good, good cast looking at him. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited. What did, I just saw a couple good trailers today that had me excited. Um, fuck, what were they? Like, one of them was the fucking... I don't know if you're a Kevin Smith fan, but... I've been a big fan of all that shit since fucking... Um, not Clerks. clerks. I, I got into it after Clerks, but... Um, well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. They had the first trailer for that up today. Oh, wait, um, they're rebooting? What it is is, it's a sequel to Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. The Hollywood is rebooting the Blunt Man and Chronic movie again without paying Jane Silent Bob fucking royalties. So they have to go back to fucking Hollywood to shut them down for making a movie based on the fucking previous movie. And it's, it's funny, like, they, there's a she- scene where they're interviewing um, Jason Biggs and fucking uh, the Dawson. And they're like, what do you think of the fucking remake of your movie? They're like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> you can quote me. But, oh, uh, dude, that's exciting. 
Jay and Silent Bob's the only one of Kevin Smith's movies I've seen in the theater. Not because I didn't like him, I bet loved his movies, even Chasing Amy, which wasn't that funny, but it was a really good movie. But yeah, I've... Yeah, I've, I, I liked, I liked even his, his newer shit, which fucking a lot of people shit on. So, you know, I'm excited. We'll have to see if it's good. Oh, Top Gun 2. They put up the first trailer for that. I have zero cares in the world for uh, that, because I didn't nine, like the first one. 1986 called, and it said, it wants you back, Kent. Yeah, I you know what the problem with Top Gun is simple if you didn't watch it back in that era and you just watch it with fresh eyes today without ever having seen it it's a fucking terrible movie it was cool in the era but to watch it now it's just like I hate you and I hope you die just kidding Um, It it Chapter 2 put up a new trailer yeah I saw that Um, fuck there was another horror movie I saw that was Oh, and the the last one I saw, which got me excited, was The Kingsman, which is the setting up of the uh, Kingsman, the the you know the one about how that comes to be. Right. Oh, I I watched a little bit of, I think it was the first Kingsman, and I'd never seen it before, and it was on TV. I didn't finish watching it. I came in in the middle, but I liked what I saw of it to the point where I was like. If I get an opportunity to buy it for like five bucks, I'm I'm probably going to do it because it seemed like a good movie. I I really enjoyed both of them. So yeah, that would, you know that's the shit I'm looking forward to coming out. I I wanted to see Godzilla. Like I, there's so many movies I want to see. Like I, I really did want to see Godzilla. Um, realistically, there's two movies I'm going to see. Probably three this year. It's going to be Tarantino's fucking movie that's coming out in two. Well. A week from now, basically, because we're at, we're on the nineteenth, technically. So a week from today, Tarantino's movie's gonna be out. It Chapter Two, and then, if I'm not mistaken, Star Wars Episode Nine's coming out, and they have a lot of redeeming to do. I'll be interested in seeing if they can redeem that series for me, because yeah, they do. Yeah, Episode Eight. You and I have bitched about it, and yeah. Uh, I, do you know of any other like horror movies coming out? Like I know Child is Child's Play already out. Child, right? Child's Play is already out. Uh, right now you got Crawl going on, which I'm actually hearing is is decent. I'm hearing good things about it, and I am shocked. And I I don't I don't believe it because looking at it, it looks stupid as hell. Well, but, I mean, from what what people are saying, it's like it's it knows what it's intending to be, and it just goes in there to to have a good time. Fair enough. Uh, the other one I'm seeing that's out now that is not getting as good reviews, at least the ones that I've been seeing, is Midsummer, you know, by the guy who did Hereditary. And the, oh, the biggest thing yeah. I'm seeing is that people are saying it's super pretentious. Fuck. Is Candyman coming out this year? Ne- it's next year, right? They've said next year, but I don't even know if they've started filming yet, so we'll have to see. <sighs> that, that one I'm looking forward to, and... They're already working on another Halloween. I know that because that had success. Which I ordered that on Amazon Prime Day. Did you see that uh, one yet? I haven't seen it. It was on sale for ten bucks. I really, I'm just going to get the digital code and try to resell the Blu-ray for five bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and hope for the best because I'm out of all the major horror franchises. Well. 
the major major ones because I don't consider Hellraiser as major as others. Like Halloween's probably one of the of the slasher ones. Like I prefer Freddy and Jason over Halloween. There's a few Halloweens I do like, but eh, I'm indifferent usually with Michael. Okay, I'll I'll buy that for a dollar. Well, was that a Smash TV reference? Uh, no, it's just more like a I'll buy that for a dollar reference. Um, God damn it. Anyways, I uh, I think we should let them know what we're going to do next, because it's getting late. Yeah, yeah. Host this damn show, Chris. All right, so uh, <laughs> next we are going to be doing, if you missed our last podcast, uh, our next top ten lists are going to be a top ten best movie beginnings in a horror movie. And we decided the month after that we're going to be doing a top five sci-fi horror movies. So there, you've got two months warning. Uh, as for the movies that we're picking for each other to observe, uh, shit, Kent, I gave you, uh, well, you, they watch a night watch. I think you said you were going to watch, right? You're going to order that? Yeah, yeah. And what, what was the third one? Well, all right, so here's the yeah. list of movies. Yeah, um, I mean, we just, we, we fucking just talked a whole bunch of shit of ones we hadn't seen. So, so, uh, so you can choose uh, Nightbreed, Us, Night, Nightmares, Servants of Twilight, Lady in the Water, or Jacob's Ladder. I'll, you pick, dude. You pick two out of those 17 movies I just gave <laughs> Fantastic. Um, all right, for you... Uh, I'm picking, I'm picking Asylum because that's free on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I'm checking make sure I th- right now about Southbound. I think Southbound is also free on Prime, and it is. So those are two accessible movies that if people are listening, they can also watch uh, as long as they have Amazon Prime. Sweet, thank you, Amazon. And, and you're also going to watch Pet Cemetery just because you're curious about it. And well, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it stacks up against the original because I'm not a big fan of the original. I know a lot of people fucking liked it. See, everything you said to me about Top Gun and my feelings, I reciprocated right now. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Probably Did they come because out the same year. <laughs> I, I saw Pet Cemetery 2 before I saw Pet Cemetery 1. Oh. God, how did a movie with fucking Edward Furlong and Clancy Brown suck so bad? I don't, the fact I don't know, you know, when when he's like, "This is the police, come out with your hands up," I fucking liked it. I'm not gonna lie, it fucking works for me. Fair the, enough. The fact that you had the zombie sheriff dad banging the mom too. I mean, that was I don't know. That's maybe a little kink of mine. I haven't figured it out yet, but. Hey man, I watched midget zombies so. It happens. Midget zombie porn or just midget zombies? Uh, Just midget zombies. I don't think I've seen a midget zombie porn, but I will say this, and God damn it, we need to really end on this. But I just recently discovered that there is a whole subgenre of horror porn. There's like a website that specializes in this shit, and it's really weird. Naturally, I watched it because, I mean, who else is going to watch it? I'm person that's going to watch it and i found it interesting if not entirely horribly written but it's interesting to say the least 
me anyways. <laughs> I just raised the bar. Or lowered it. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, on that note, and I hope you can all sleep after listening to that. Good night, Internet. Have a good one. And uh, we'll see you again next month. Yeah, don't don't look up horror porn, Internet. Just Just don't.